0: to dive into topics on how to live a happier healthier more fit and long lifespan then you've come to the right podcast live in the dream with me coach damian evans together we will explore the topics on all things health fitness and wellness together we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream what up dream team coach d here coming at you with a bite-sized brain snack These episodes were inspired because of our obsession with snacks. We love to fuel our bodies with these little bite-sized nutritious foods, and we've also talked about adding movement snacks into your day the same way. So we have food and we have movement covered, but what about our brains? It's time to add some little bite-sized brain snacks into your week. That's what these episodes will be all about, bite-sized wellness wisdom for lifelong learners. So let's open up and satiate our minds. This bite-sized brain snack is all about going away from the crowd, taking the path less traveled, doing what only 2% of people will do, taking the stairs. Now we all know the elevators and the escalators, man, they have their allure. The smooth ride, the luxury of lounging as you ascend. But hey, have you ever stopped? To ponder the overlooked and underestimated marvel right before your very eyes, what is that deserted thing that looks like it's being avoided by the masses? It's the humble staircase. Yes, friends, there's more to those steps than just a means of reaching your destination. Not only do the stairs elevate your fitness game, but they've got the magic to boost your brain power too. We're going to discuss how this seemingly mundane activity packs a punch in the quest for a healthier and happier you. We'll unveil how stair climbing can torch calories, tone muscles, and even improve your cardiovascular health, all while giving you a natural high that no elevator can replicate. We'll be exploring the surprising link between stair climbing and mental acuity, how it enhances focus and boosts creativity making it the ultimate brain snack you didn't know you needed. Research proves just how effective a single staircase can be. And today, I want to share a quick article from one of my favorite people to follow, author of the amazing book, The Comfort Crisis. If you haven't read The Comfort Crisis... You have to. It's on your list right now. Go put it on your queue. Michael Easter is the author. He's great. He releases a great subscription newsletter that I look forward to every week. And he just released a newsletter talking about taking the stairs. So two, that's the percentage of people who take the stairs when an escalator is also available. When there's an escalator available, only 2% of people take the stairs. But being a two percenter who takes the stairs and every other opportunity to do the slightly harder thing is one of the ultimate health hacks. Taking the stairs is actually a metaphor for living longer and living better. Think about parking in the back of the parking lot. Think about taking the slightly harder route. Thinking about if you have two options, be the two percenter that takes that harder option. And yet sometimes Michael gets pushback on this idea. People are very skeptical that just a few stair climbs a few times a week can do any good, can have any impact. But a recent study from researchers in Canada shows that every effort counts. Every single one. Why most people don't take the stairs? Well, the reason 98% of people take the escalator, it's simple. Because it's easier. And humans evolved to do the more comfortable thing. We were designed. Our DNA wants us to conserve energy. Up until roughly 1950, it made sense to always do the physically easier thing. You didn't want to burn extra energy. Because energy from food was at a premium. It was hard to come by. You had to work for it. You were likely working some physically demanding job all day just to survive. And burning calories for the sake of just burning calories was potentially dangerous. This is still the case in a lot of developing countries. Many remote tribes don't even have a word for, quote, training, quote, exercise, quote, fitness. Then Technological advances allowed us to engineer physical effort out of our days at a scale. We got escalators. We got elevators. We got tractors for the fields. We got automobiles for travel. Industrial manufacturing so we don't have to do manual labor. Desk jobs with computers and technology. And on and on and on. You get the point. Our environment and our jobs Suddenly required less physical effort, but we still defaulted to the easy thing. That's what we're programmed to do. Physical fitness plummeted. For example, World War II era, U.S. military recruits on average perform better on a physical fitness test than our modern-day recruits, and that's not going to come to a surprise to most of us. Today, only 15%, one five of people in developed countries meet the basic physical activity guidelines. And those guidelines are kind of a joke, in my opinion, when it comes to what we're being suggested to hit. Only 15% are hitting that. Why fitness matters and what holds us back? Well, those scientists in Canada wrote, our lack of physical fitness has greater consequences than hypertension, smoking, obesity, and hyperlipidemia in terms of risk for adverse health outcomes. So our lack of physical fitness is a greater consequent on our adverse health outcomes over the long run of our life than all of those conditions, hypertension, smoking, obesity. The most common excuse for why we don't exercise, according to the scientists, are a perceived lack of time. And I say perceived with quotes around it. And a lack of access to specialized facilities. So they wanted to know if there was a, you know, something that people could do that would help improve their physical fitness, yet was so quick and accessible that you'd be a fool to avoid it. This something wouldn't require you to change into special workout clothes, visit a gym, have a special fitness equipment, take a shower after you did it. What the scientists did is they took 31 women who were healthy, but sedentary. This means that the women got less than one hour of physical fitness and activity, less than one hour a week. In this study, they brought the women into the lab and measured their VO2 max, a metric of cardiovascular fitness, how much their body, how much oxygen their body can consume for a certain period of time. So they measured their VO2 max, and this strongly correlates to health outcomes. So the higher your VO2 max, the farther away from death and disease. So you want a high VO2 max. You want your body to be able to consume a high amount of oxygen in a short amount of time. And then stairs. The stair workout that isn't a workout. Because people often say time and equipment are major impediments to being more physically active. The scientists had the women do a routine that anyone with a staircase at home could do. Or who encounters a staircase anywhere in their lives can do. Which is everybody. They had the women climb the stairs as quickly as possible. As safely as possible. For 20 seconds. And they did that three times. The women did that short routine just three times a week. The math. That's one minute of actual stair climbing per workout. One minute of actual stair climbing per workout. And that's three total minutes of training per week. That seems like nothing. Three minutes a week? In other words, it's hustling up the stairs when you encounter them. And an epic finding. After six weeks, the women improved their VO2 max by 12% for three minutes a week. 12% increase in their VO2 max. The scientists said that the VO2 improvement is associated with 15%. And 13% reductions in risk of cardiovascular disease and all-cause mortality. So 15% risk in cardiovascular disease improved and 13% of all-cause mortality. That means just dying of anything. Why does that matter? And how can we use that? Well, past studies have found that similarly, short workouts like running or biking or a fan bike, one of those assault bikes, have led to similar increases in fitness. But those have barriers to entry, right? You can use excuses as to why you can't do those. I need running shoes, I need the equipment, the fans, the outfits, blah, blah, blah. The scientists summed it up beautifully and they talked about the approach of this study nicely. Stair climbing, is also likely to be more practical than cycling and running-based protocols for the general population. And it's because it can be completed outdoors and indoors in private and public settings with no associated costs. The lesson? Obviously, it's always to be a two-percenter. Be that two percenter. And the study implies that moving up the stairs faster gives you a bigger VO2 benefit. The women in the study climbed the stairs as fast as they could, as safely as they could. Yes, your heart rate is going to spike. Yes, you're for sure gonna breathe heavily afterwards. If you're not, you're not doing it correctly. But you probably won't sweat. And if you do, you'll recover very quickly. You'll sneak in some benefits of VO2 spiking throughout the day. And that right there is stairs as a workout, an excuse-free workout. This same concept also makes for a simple but effective dedicated workout. And here's how you can do it. Find a staircase, crank it up for about 20 seconds. Don't get too married to the time. Just kind of make sure that it's a, a, a nice little climb. Slowly walk down the stairs to recover and then crank it up again. And you can crank it up as many as 20 more times if you wanted to. High school football stadiums are a great place to try this. I remember back in the day, I would climb stairs at OSU Research Stadium. We would go all the way around the stadium. It was was a heck of a workout, and I don't recommend that for everyone, but this was one of my favorite things to do, and I really think it helped me be a better basketball player on the court. Stairs as a workout. Have fun, take the stairs, and go check out the book, The Comfort Crisis, and all of uh, Michael Easter's other content. And that's it, my friends, for this bite-sized brain snack. Share the knowledge that you gain with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. If you enjoyed this content, it would help a ton if you could post on your social media stories a screenshot of this episode and include one takeaway that you learned. And maybe sh- tag me and share your journey. Tag me at live in the dream underscore podcast or at coach Damien underscore SD and let us know how this episode benefited you. Let us know what we missed. Let us know what we got wrong and tell us how you are a two percenter message us. If you have any suggestions or tips that would help your live in the dream team that we can discuss on future episodes, I will be right here with you working on making us stronger, happier and healthier humans until next time, friends keep living the dream.